0: nursing review podcast is an audio extension of the national nursing publication nursing review available in print web e-newsletter offering the latest news trends interviews and insights in nursing education subscribe to nursing review today by going to www.nursingreview.com.au and click on the no obligation four-week trial subscription link and now sit back relax and enjoy our latest nursing review podcast
1: I'm health editor Dallas Bastian, and I'm joined by Emily Young, an RN currently working in a women's and children's hospital in Adelaide who has taken her skills overseas to help remote communities in Nepal. Welcome Emily. Thank you.
2: Nice to join you.
1: You started a health program in a remote part of Nepal, taking healthcare professionals on working trips. I understand the area you visited was affected by the recent earthquake. What health services do the people in these communities have access to and what is currently needed?
2: Um, So I suppose, um, sorry, just jump into the second part of that question first. Um, What's currently needed? Um, We're looking at the moment directly trying to just give them housing um, and some warmth and some food. Um, So at this stage, it's very basic needs that they Um, aren't actually getting, unfortunately. A lot of them are currently living in tents. Um, Well, yeah, they are living in tents and then there's people that are actually homeless and can't even afford to buy the tents, particularly in the community that I work with. So the community I work with is called the Gundabar community and they're one of the lower caste systems um, communities in Nepal. So a lot of them don't even have the money to buy the tents that they need just to have Put some kind of roof over their head at the moment. So we're just trying um, to address those immediate needs at this point in time, um, and then in the long term looking to rebuild their houses to earthquake-proof if this does ever happen again. Um, and in terms of what access they've got to these kind of services, um, Nepal is a very um, mountainous country as people probably are aware. Um, And the communities that I work with live right up in the mountains, so they're quite high up and it's very difficult even when there hasn't been an earthquake to get vehicles up there. So when I take teams with me, we have to hire special vehicles just to get up there or carry our luggage for approximately one to two hours um, because it's difficult to get vehicles up there. So um, in terms of getting a significant amount of aid to the communities, they're really struggling at this point in time.
1: So what led you to set up the education program in the first place?
2: Um, So I visited um, Nepal last February, um, and I worked in a hospital there. Um, And I think working in a hospital in Adelaide, we're obviously extremely lucky, or anywhere in Australia. um, And going and working over there, I saw conditions that um, I suppose I never even imagined I would see. Um, And I saw situations that could have certainly been preventable having the people having the right education and the right equipment at the hospital. So um, that was my first sort of interest in particularly in Nepal and the health system over there. And then um, I suppose I also saw a need for education associated with the health side of things. Um, I visited a lot of schools that were completely run down and only half functioning. Um, and so I also saw a need for education, which we're doing a bit of work around as well.
1: What kind of education does the program provide?
2: um so while we were there um in March this year, we mainly focused on um sexual education, so we delivered women's sessions and men's sessions um And we also did some education around wound care. We provided them with small wound packs, educated them how to take care of wounds when they were injured and at what point they needed to seek further medical assistance. Um, We worked in partnership with a physio from Nepal um, and her alongside the doctors that we took. um, They did some basic education and some treatment as well. Um, And... Yeah, that was the, mainly the education that we um, did do was around sexual education because that was what we felt was the biggest need while we were there. We did also do some basic health education in terms of hand washing and hygiene and sanitation as well.
1: You've been doing this particular program since June last year. What has the feedback been so far from the Gantaba community?
2: Um, so we've had fantastic feedback. Um since I started doing this kind of work. Um, I suppose our one of the biggest um, accomplish, accomplishments that I feel that um, we've made is sponsoring a nurse to go to university in Nepal. So when I was there the very first time doing some research to try and find out what the needs of the community were, we met a very driven young woman um, who had a great desire to go and get some further education but as I mentioned before coming from such a low caste she never thought this would ever be possible so um, we offered her um, some funding to go to university and she's now a year through that degree and she's um, absolutely loving that and doing a fantastic job given that the kind of education the people receive in the villages um, and she's had to go to the city she's just doing um, amazingly well so
1: You're hoping to take teams over to the rural and remote areas of Nepal twice a year to continue this kind of work. What does this depend on?
2: Um, So it depends on um, the support that we get. We've had, as I mentioned, we had a great response last time, not only from the Gundabai community, but from the health professionals that we took over, Um, they found that a amazing experience, so I suppose from one trip to the next um just trying to maintain that support and um even given the recent earthquake that's happened we've all the team that just went on the health camp in um March we've all pulled together to try and do some fundraising as well, so that'll be the biggest um dependency and I suppose if there's any um organizations we can partnership with partner with in the future then this will also expand the opportunities that we have as well.
1: So what drives these health professionals to use their skills and knowledge in remote communities in Nepal?
2: Um, so I suppose, as I mentioned before, coming from Australia, such a privileged country, um, I think sometimes we often take for granted the healthcare that we do have. And um, in these kind of remote villages, I feel like the education that they receive is so minimal and just by implementing the smallest interventions you can make such a difference to their health and their livelihood and their well-being. Um, Yeah, I think it's just that recognising what we do have in Australia and what we, through even the education that we receive in Australia, what we have to offer to other countries
0: nursing review podcast is an audio extension of the national nursing publication nursing review available in print web e-newsletter offering the latest news trends interviews and insights in nursing education subscribe to nursing review today by going to www.nursingreview.com.au and click on the no obligation four-week trial subscription link